Hello everybody, my name's Ben Robbins, I'm from the Lost World of Move Props, I'm here with Sam Deep Mohan. Is that's that right, correct, that's sir? right, yeah, it is. So um, you're in Star Wars and Harry Potter, so and EastEnders as well. Um, I've sort of been in the TV and film game for about uh, 14 years. Yeah. So yeah, started our first gig uh, was on EastEnders. Okay, yeah, brilliant. With uh, Barbara Winter. Oh, nice. Uh, remember it as it was yesterday. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, over the years, I've uh, been lucky enough to have been in uh, four Star Wars movies now. Uh, obviously Harry Potter the last one yep. and uh, a, a number of other projects over the years so yeah it's, it's, it's been good so, um, what was your character in your role in EastEnders I was a junior doctor junior doctor I had to uh, audition for it um, I thought it was a really bad audition to be honest oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so there must have been sports there must have not a lot of choices but I got a phone call say yeah you've been you've been picked oh wow and I was okay until the day I met Barbara Windsor mm. where I was uh yeah, I don't normally get that way, but I got really flaky. I didn't know what I was doing. Yep. It's been a long time since. I think the last time I did any film was, was theatre at school. Mm. So it was, it was a while, but she was had such a calming influence. Yeah. Uh, we got the scene done very, very quickly. And, and yeah, that was my first introduction to the uh, to the, to the game of, work, of film. So, yeah. yeah. So was it like working on set on such a... Because they have so many cameras and big sets. Was it really daunting, or did you just you fall right into it nicely? Just, just with, with EastEnders, it's like, uh, since it's... Uh, yeah, it, they, it, they film episode after episode so unlike film where you can do a number of takes 20 takes 30 takes 60 takes whatever per, yeah. per, 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 per film you're doing in EastEnders you've literally got two or three takes and they've got to move on yeah. so you have to be on your on your best form and Bob Windsor knows not obviously she knew her own lines as well as everyone else's lines so that's how much of a professional oh, wow. uh, which was daunting <laughs> but luckily my scene was really was reaction yeah. for some bad news I was giving her at the time but uh, yeah old school really really professional so I I think that started the process that started getting me getting interested yeah. that I need to do more of this mm. even though it was never on the cards so yeah. yeah so obviously you did go on to go do more so you went into Harry Potter I mean what was it like being on your first day on set on Harry Potter because it's such an iconic franchise now I think for me, since it was the last film that was, there was there was a sense of a degree of sadness on set. Mm. So I was ready to go, rearing. I think, yeah. well, let's let's do this, and it was very somber. Oh. I was thinking, well, what's, what's going on here? But I, I understood. Uh, you know, they've been through a appreciate so many films have been made, books have been written, uh, a lot of actors have started together, and it was all then coming to an end. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it was just great to be part of it. So yeah, did, we did uh, five nights of filming. Yeah. 
uh, I was one of the Death Eaters yeah. about to attack Hogwarts awesome. uh, with my uh, with my boss uh, Voldemort beside me. But it was yeah, it was, it was enjoyable. Yeah, cold cold nights. Just trust me, but I, I love the process. So. so obviously, um, obviously the big scenes at the end. It was quite eerie and dark. Did it have that atmosphere on set where everyone was in? It is. Uh, just something something with that is. Uh, I think also when you've been doing so much filming uh, on, on that particular film and it's cold, it's dreary, it's dark. Yeah. Uh, I think, to be honest, everyone's mood was going that way anyway. Yeah. And then obviously the sadness that that's just about to end. Um, it didn't take, there was no really acting involved. Everyone felt how they felt. Yeah. Uh, and it just made, made the movie, you know. But um, yeah, listen, my, my, my kids have visited uh, Harry Potter World a few times now. It's yeah. still very magical for them. Uh, I've been once. Uh, and obviously brings back a few memories so yeah, yeah. oh that's amazing and so obviously you said you're in four Star Wars films yeah. I mean what was your first role in Star Wars it's strange my, the, my journey started with The Force Awakens so uh, I had a, a phone call from an agent to say they're, they're filming a small film called Star Wars yeah. uh, which hadn't been filmed for many many years uh, would you be interested <laughs> and my reaction was you've got to get me in yeah. I'll clean the floors if I have to I don't need to be paid for this uh, but I have to have a part of that oh, yeah of course uh, but it was uh, it was much more difficult than we thought mm. I thought being a stormtrooper which is what it was about yeah uh, I thought it'd be very straightforward uh, maybe do my do my strut my stuff and have half a chance mm. but uh, yeah 900 people I think applied wow 900. Uh, 90 went for the audition uh, and I was lucky enough for the 10 of us got picked for the film only 10 10 um, so yeah you, we were tired before we started let's put it this way <laughs> <laughs> that's how it went but I loved it loved every minute of it very very hard work as you yeah. can appreciate six or seven months of filming mm. uh, and I got to play a number of uh, characters so yeah. all the ranks mm. I think I was one of the few lucky enough to do that yeah. uh, which was which was amazing yeah because Star Wars are very known for using one person to play many characters sure. so did you get to be around a lot of the puppeteering work on set we around some yeah. but I think most of that was not actually done uh, on the days we were on set mm. I think usually the, the bigger scenes outside uh, Millennium Falcon anything to involve without any spaceships any yeah. uh, you know you, carriers you name it mm. that's where we, we were called yeah. um, and, uh, and even in some inside scenes with a lot of stormtroopers involved yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah absolutely uh, I think when I went to see the first film in 1977 way back when when I was <laughs> when I was 10 never thought ever that I'd come full circle and try to be do my very small part in, in something like that and uh, it was phenomenal yeah uh, absolutely phenomenal yeah so obviously I saw online they call you is it the Nope Stormtrooper? That's right. What's that about? Where's that nickname? It, come it from? was it was straight. It was a name we have not did not give ourselves. Yep. But obviously, due to the uh, that I suppose synonymous or iconic scene in the film, uh, I'm not sure. There's a band of fans got together, started calling us the Nopes. Yep. We didn't quite understand what was going on. Then we did. Mm. Uh, we we took on the name. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's, everyone knows us as the uh, that scene for the no the Nope Troopers. So yeah. That's awesome. It's cool. So obviously we're back at a convention today. What's it like to be back meeting the fans and covid friendly are you happy at your stall have you just i mean it's been a very difficult year for quite a few people and we're, we're not alone um you know we obviously haven't worked in the film industry over that time yeah and obviously i've not attended any conventions but i i think you have to count your blessings yeah. that uh, i've heard so many sad stories over this last year uh we've still got everything going together obviously there is trepidation regarding covid yeah but you try to be as careful as you possibly can yeah. i've had my jabs which is a good, good step forward yeah uh but uh, yeah it's uh 
it's uh, I think more about the people who have gone through more troubled times and you know things will bounce back but yeah. obviously uh, they've affected for the rest of their lives so it put things in, in perspective yeah so you're happy doing pictures at your table with fans yeah not not, not, not a problem no, no one's been really next to me but yeah I'm doing happy doing pictures with yeah. uh, a degree of social distancing oh, of course um, but it's, yeah, it's been great. It's been great. Uh, I like this uh, this sort of show whereby the bigger shows, I think, sometimes you get lost in the in the whole experience. Yeah. Uh, and it's a, it's a slightly different setup. Yeah. Whereas this show is a bit more intimate in terms of the the, the public and the fans. Yeah. And uh, you know, we, I'm, so I'm a big big fan. So I love to share my experiences with people, and hopefully they they, they enjoy what I'm what I'm saying. So yeah. That's that's wonderful. Thank you so much for speaking to me. I know it's only very quick today. Sure. But I really appreciate it. I hope you have a great rest of the weekend. Thank here. you so much, yeah. Cheers, thank Cheers. you very much. Hello, everybody. I'm Ben Robbins from the Lost World of Movie Props. I'm here with Mark Wigget from The Bill, EastEnders and Heartbeats. Oh, my God, yeah. I did one episode of Heartbeats. <laughs> it was my first job after I left The Bill. Yeah. And it was called, I think, A Fresh Start, oh, nice, <laughs> which yeah. is quite, you know, which is quite nice, you know. Excellent. So there we go. So, um, obviously, um, so where did you first get into acting and how many years have you been acting for? Right. I have been an actor now, um, 1978, what's that, uh, 43 years. Oh, 43 years. Wow. Yeah. Um, I got into acting through school, through being interested in, basically, English literature. And uh, I went to comprehensive school outside of Portsmouth. And it stemmed from there, really. I was the kid that always got up and put his hand up for the players in, in school. And, uh, and I joined this extracurricular drama class after school. And then I think when I was 16, I interviewed for the National Youth Theatre and I got in. Yep. Um, I did a second year there. I had a lead in a play called England My Own. And in that play, they were looking for these characters for Quadrophenia, this little job called Quadrophenia. Yeah. And uh, I think 20 of us went up to be interviewed for for this part in Quadrophenia, and I was the one they chose, and that was sort of my way in. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Was... So um, when did the, the bill come into your life then? Right, so I kind of realised that I needed some experience because I wasn't a very experienced actor. So I spent a lot of time doing theatre, and um, I did another film directly after Quadrophenia and a TV series and then I started to work in theatre and work, work around the Royal Court Theatre in London with directors like uh, Max Stafford-Clark, Antonia Burden, this new director, assistant director called Danny Boyle. I don't know what ever happened to Danny, really, do you know what I mean? No, I'm not sure. So um, during that time I, I, I did this, this play by uh, this playwright called Tony Marchant called Welcome Home and we brought it into the theatre upstairs at the Royal Court. Uh, and the producers of the of this kind of I suppose it was a pilot series called Storyboard for Terms Television had this one episode that centred around this group of policemen. Yeah. So they took three of us from that show and put us in this pilot episode of this thing called Wooden Top, which then a year later became the first series of The Bill. Oh, wow, that's wonderful. Yeah, so that's that's how The Bill sort of happened to me, for me, and it, it kind of happened through theatre. Yeah. So uh, playing a police officer, did you have lots of different types of training? Like, or was it all mainly acting it wasn't training? Sort of, wasn't sort of so much training. Is um, We did research. Yeah. We did research, and what we used to have was on set we had always had a police advisor oh, okay. who was a retired police officer a recently retired police officer who would then advise us on what the procedure would be yeah yeah so he was sort of telling you like the right lingo to use yeah. and the right actions and yeah. exactly yeah the, yeah and the procedures etc etc because 
every policeman you talk to, see, well, the bills, well, they say, well, I never watched the bill. And then they say, well, you know that episode you did when such and such <laughs> yeah. happened, you know. Um, but uh, and, they, and they all say, well, it would never happen like that because most of police work is paperwork. Oh, okay. Yeah. So 90% paperwork, 10% sort of doing what they, you know, what they think the job is. Yeah. Um, what I did like about the police training was you used to have this this fellow called Little Malcolm. Little Malcolm was about six foot eight and built like a barn door. Nice. And he would give us baton training. Oh, baton training. Yeah, he would have, give us the baton training, which yeah. was quite good fun, you know. And we'd have kind of refresher courses in baton training every sort of six months or so. <laughs> so when you were on set, did you get to drive any police cars with the blues and twos going? Well, oh, the blues and twos were put on afterwards. Well, the, the, certainly the sirens were. The, the lights used to flash, and they were they were specifically provided by a company called Action Vehicles and Action Cars. Yeah. And they were mocked up police vehicles. <laughs> now we had a panda, which was specifically a police car. So it was a kind of a stretch panda with this kind of strange thing on the back this kind of cupboard built on the back of it with an extra set of wheels so we had kind of three axles on oh, this wow. panda with enough to get a film crew in the back so that they could film the drivers of the you know what was happening yeah. inside the car um the shots the shots in the cars i mean it's quite it was quite sort of pioneering i suppose um we'd have side mounts so you yeah. get so you side mount a camera you know different take turn it around the other side and then a bonnet mount as well mm. now the thing with the bonnet mount is of course it restricts your visibility and then they used to put a couple of lights on it so they could see our faces yeah and so you're kind of driving through you're looking through a kind of a gap about this big when you were driving the thing now yeah. i've got a funny driving story is yeah go for it god rest his soul a uh, character called um Roach lost well Tony Scannell lost his license so they needed somebody in CID to uh, to be another driver and I, I hadn't passed my car test yeah so I used to go out with Rick Rickaby of Action Vehicles um, with L plates on in a police car <laughs> as it were and learn how to drive yeah you know and I passed my test but before I passed my test we had this episode called Blind Alleys Clogged Roads and I was a provisional driver now to make it legal what they did is they put a, a production assistant assistant in the footwell yeah. of the passenger seat <laughs> so that I was hacking his car around these roads elaborate grove with somebody in the in the in the footwell you know which is well they got away with it I suppose you know especially being the police as well I'm sure they got well, away yeah with my little Carver's Cavalier we used to, call, used to have a you know Vauxhall Cavalier he used to drive you mm. know so so obviously you did a little bit in EastEnders as well. I did. I what actually did six months in EastEnders. It was good fun. I was very lucky. I got to call, I got to go away and film in France, in the north of France, which was great. I think we were out there for about three weeks, you know, which was which was cool. Um, it was a bit of a shock, uh, to tell the truth. Um, because the bill was always single camera it used to make it like a film with lots of different setups and EastEnders is a multi-camera shoot it's a studio based multi-camera shoot yeah <coughs> excuse me so um, and the experience the speed at which they work at mm. took me by surprise and that took a bit of getting used to yeah you know but it was it was good it was good fun there was some great characters around the time it was Minty and it was you know it was all those sort of characters and yeah. Barbara Windsor working with Barbara Windsor was lovely and Pat St. Clement and Wendy Richard oh amazing 
season. Yeah, which is my sort of my time on there, and you know, it was, yeah, had a great character and a nice storyline. And you know, who knows, he might come back at some point. Yeah. We don't know. Do That'd we? be awesome if you do come back. So, um, what's it like being back at a convention today? Have well, you I've not done yourself? it. Yeah, I mean, thank God after this this, this horrible lockdown that something like this can take place. Yeah. You know, and it's good fun. It's yeah. good fun. And so watching all the characters, <coughs> excuse me, walking around, you know, it's um, it's great. I've seen Josh, who I made a film with Josh Myers yeah. a few years ago. And uh, Patrick, of course, I knew from way back, Patrick yeah. Murray. So, yeah, see some see some old mates, basically. You know, it's good yeah. fun, you know. So have you, have you felt comfortable meeting the fans and doing pictures with the fans? Has that all been okay for you? Well, that's been lovely because, <coughs> excuse me, uh, they... Um, they're just really interested in you and they, they, they you know I met Liam and uh, his mate so what was his mate called um, and they were absolute quadrophenia they're 21 yeah you know and they were just asking me stories about quadrophenia and what it was like and uh, you know I was 17 so I was telling them a few stories about quadrophenia and yeah and yeah that was that was cool that was kind of cool meeting those two guys you know what I mean? awesome. yeah yeah well, thank you very much for talking to me. Oh, it was pleasure, just man. a quick little talk on camera just to see how you've yeah, been. Yeah, no you've worries, been Ben. Yeah, it's been good but, fun, you know. And so. uh, I, I can't believe you still remember my dad when I spoke <laughs> to you. Like, yeah, now your dad runs, a, well, what, steel developments. And uh, I used to, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I am a scuba diver. We used to have an outdoor, um, an out, uh, a rib. Yeah. With an outboard. And I was banging the prop on the bar at Littlehampton, the bars, the beach. And at certain states of the tide, you can't get over it. So I'd always take the for your to your father to get it repaired yeah you know yeah. Yeah. and he did a very good job and hello dad oh, yeah, I will be showing it I already called him today and like you never guess who's here so, and he remembers like yeah. yeah I was always trotting up to him and getting our propeller repaired uh, repaired you know that's wonderful uh, yeah it's great great well thank you so thank much, you much. Cheers, I really appreciate yeah, it no yeah, worries see you again yeah thank you very much I hope to be back alrighty <laughs> Hello everyone, my name's Ben Robbins from The Lost World of Movie Props. I'm here with Patrick Murray from Only Fools and Horses. How are you, Patrick? I'm very good, thank you. All right, Ben? I'm good, thank you, yes. So, Listen, mate, uh, before we go any further, yeah, um, of course. I couldn't interest you in uh, a batch of old lawnmower engines by any chance, could I? How much are they going for? Well, I'll tell you what, they're going for a tenner, and I'll tell you what, they are not ordinary lawnmower engines. Oh, okay. No, they're broken lawnmower engines. Oh, broken ones. Oh, yeah. Okay, um... Can you take a check? Is that okay? No, cash only. Cash mate. only. Oh, well, I've only got no VO2. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. So, Patrick, how long have you been acting for? I started acting in 1971, so we're looking at 30, 50 years. 50 years. 50 wow, years. Wow, that's yeah. incredible. I'm so, a bit of an old time in it. Yeah. So, do you remember your first acting role you got? I certainly do. I was at the Royal Court Theatre, a stage role. I was only on stage for about five minutes, but um, I got noticed in those five minutes yeah. and. Uh, I soon moved on to film and TV work and adverts and, of course, Fools and Horses, which is... I mean, I, I'm pretty famous for other stuff apart from Fools and Horses. Of course, yeah. You've you got movies like uh, Scum and The Firm, Bridge Too Far, Trailer of the Pink Panther, uh, etc., etc. Yeah. Oh, and Quadrophenia. <laughs> So, how many movies you done all together? Do you know? I wouldn't. Know. I've, I've, I've so must be more than thirty, I suppose. Oh blimey! So it's quite a list then. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll go back a while, so there should be a few in there. Yeah. So, when did Only Fools and Horses come into your life? Well, uh, I was going through a stage at one time. I think um, 
in, in the um, in the early 80s where I was doing adverts, so many adverts. I was the king of the adverts. I did four different pizza adverts, two different beer adverts, Zanussi. I did an advert with Cliff Richard. Uh, I did an advert with James Last and uh, car insurance. You name it, I did an advert for it. And then one day I did an advert for Pizza Hut. And they were looking for someone called Mickey Pierce, who was uh, mentioned in Falls and Horses, but they couldn't find him. They'd been looking for him for a couple of years. And the producer, Ray Butt, saw me in one of these adverts, and I played a wide boy. Yeah. And uh, there was a punchline in it. There's a couple of girls in the restaurant, uh, in a pizza hut, I should say. And I was trying to chat them up, and I said to one of them, don't tell me you're a Gemini. And uh, that was the punchline, and uh, they they said they watched that, and they said, "Well, that's got to be Mickey Pierce." Nice. Awesome. They called me in, and uh, I met Ray Bat, and he asked me to read the script, and it was about these uh, lawnmower engines that we mentioned earlier, <laughs> and selling them to the carrot crunches in the st sticks. And Ray asked me if I'd be happy to start work on a Monday, and I thought, yeah. Oh, I'd wow. never heard of Fools and Horses uh, because I was so busy doing other stuff. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I've had great fun. It's been brilliant. Yeah. Know. So do you remember your first day on set of filming? Yeah, I certainly do. That was actually uh, the auction room when we um, when we unfortunately bought the lawnmower engines, which yeah. I still haven't managed to sell. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was the first day. Yeah. And uh, there was yeah many more after that, yeah. obviously. So, um, what's it like now being able to come out of lockdown and come to conventions again and meet the fans? Have you enjoyed yourself today? Well, yeah, it's been great. Great, always good to meet the fans. Um, I don't actually do many of these signings. I'm pretty much retired these days. I'm an old boy, but um, no, it's been good. Um, hopefully, we'll have the Margate convention, yeah. uh, which will be in October. I, I usually go to the uh, Only Fools and Horses conventions, uh, and it's sort of all on one theme. But I mean, this is interesting. I met. Darth Vader and Chewbacca and all sorts of people today so so that's been fun yeah, yeah. so I keep looking over my shoulder because I'm looking for my mate he's gone missing <laughs> so obviously you've got uh, your fans come up to the table Are you happy to do photos with them obviously obviously Covid times is that okay with you oh yeah yeah it's yeah. great you know anything that makes someone smile you know yeah. I mean one of the bonuses of being famous well I think it is you know it's like I could be sitting in a traffic jam and everyone's all sort of look quite moody and not very happy and then they go oh, hang on a minute that's Mickey Pearson and suddenly everyone's happy and yeah. who cares if it's a traffic jam and life's good yeah that's yeah. wonderful yeah. Like. but yeah thank you for so much talking to me Dave you're it welcome nice to meet you it's really nice to meet you and um, I'll get back to you about those lawnmower engines <laughs> yeah, yeah thank you very much I might be able to do a nice deal with you oh that'd be brilliant mate <laughs> I've only got a little car so <laughs> cool. thank Cheers. you so much all the best Cheers. <laughs> Hello everybody, I'm Ben Robbins from the Lost World of Movie Props. I'm here today with Ken Colley. How are you doing, sir? Fine, this is a good day out. My first day out since lockdown. Oh. Yeah, my first day out since lockdown, so it's fine. Yeah, so how is it being back at an event, meeting the fans? Yeah, just like it was, you know, back in the saddle. Excellent. So how long have you been acting for? Um, oh, I don't know. 50 years. Oh, blimey, it's a long time then. Yeah. yeah. So, um, how many films have you been in altogether? Honestly, I never counted. I don't know, 30, 40, 50, I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So, do you still remember your audition for Star Wars when you first went up? Yes, I remember, yeah. How did the audition go? Well, I got called in to meet this American movie director and he said, uh, 
I'm looking for someone who would frighten Adolf Hitler, and I think you're it. Oh, brilliant. So I was in. Mm. So, obviously, on, on set, you got to work alongside with Darth Vader. What was it like working alongside Darth Vader on set? Well, David, of course, was not Darth. David was a very nice fella. Yeah. Darth Vader wasn't quite so nice. No. So is, so is Dave very good at obviously portraying Darth Vader with you? Well, if you put that mask and suit on somebody and then that voice, it works, doesn't it? Yeah. So what was it like your first day on set of Star Wars? Was it obviously it being so futuristic? Well, yeah, because in those days there was not so much CGI. Uh, the effects were either happening in front of you right there yeah as miniatures or with people inside them mm. i can remember doing my first couple of lines of dialogue 17 times oh really because it had to time with a little mechanical mouse of some sort mm. you know yeah it's all very experimental yeah so obviously um, what was it like when you had your wardrobe fit in what did you think of your outfit that you had to wear Oh, it was fine. I mean, the costumes do a lot for you, don't they? Yeah. If you look at the various creatures in Star Wars, it's all costume. Mm. So, obviously, Star Wars came out many years ago now. Did you still think it'd be such a big part of your life now? No, I had no idea. Nobody did. Mm. Nobody dreamed of it. No. So how, how was it like seeing the fans again, finally, and actually getting to interact and sign autographs again? Have you missed that? Well, yes. Yeah, during the lockdown, yes. And I, I'm, I'm sure they did, Yeah. by the way they've been today at this event. Mm. You know, it was so needed. Yeah. So at the, obviously at the signing table, are you happy to do pictures with fans now, obviously it being COVID times? I'm sorry? Are you happy to do pictures with fans at your table now, as it obviously being uh, COVID-19 times? Yeah, we seem to be safe enough. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. That's, that's, that's really good to hear. Like, most of the guests today are all saying that they feel safe and happy to be here today. It's yeah. It's that you do as well. Yeah. So, um, so, going back to, obviously, you've done loads of films when I look back at your history. What was your most favourite film to have been part of? Oh, that's difficult, because each time... You don't know you've got a string of things in front of you each time. Yeah. There's just this one, as far as you know. Yeah. So that's the one. All right. So you know. I mean, the, the one that's had, I suppose, the biggest effect on my life is this. Yeah. For being part of Star Wars. Nothing clever, nothing changed movies the way Star Wars did. Mm. So that's the biggest effect. Mm. But I love them all. I love movies. Yeah. Movies are so, they're just so awesome to be able to just sit back and watch and yeah. enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. So out of all your films, um, what was maybe one of your favorite scenes that you got to perform in that really stands out for you? I don't know if you can pick out a scene. Um, because each one is about perfecting it down to such a tiny, tiny degree. Yeah. You know, with the camera resolution and the sound and the movement, you don't think of them in those terms. No. You just hope that when you hear cut, what you did worked. Yeah. Because you have to work blind, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. 
you can't self-consciously be any good or interesting. That's all done innocently. Yeah. So it's all one to me. So um, out of all your films, was there any particular film props that you got to use that you really enjoyed using that were just good fun? I don't know about film props. The greatest fun that I think I've had on a movie was Life of Brian. Oh, right, nice, yeah. Because it was impossible to work with them mm. without it being fun. Yeah. You know? So that's the one I would pick up from that point of view. Although I didn't do a great deal in it, mm. it was a great experience to work with them. Yeah. You know? So was that all filmed in London or did you have to go No, Tunisia. Tunisia. Yeah. Where I remember we went to a place to shoot and there was nothing there. Yeah. And I couldn't understand it mm. because the people lived underground. Yeah. In these hollowed out buildings and there was a great hotel down there. And when you entered, you entered a Star Wars entrance because they'd used it in the first Star Wars movie. Yeah. That was my first hint of Star Wars. Oh, wow. Nice. Because the management kept it, of course. They kept the set. Mm. So was it all the original sort of Star Wars set turned into Life of Brian set? No, we didn't. No, we were just... We had lunch in it. You had lunch in it? In between filming. Oh, okay. Nice. <laughs> it was a real hotel. Yeah. But they'd kept the Star Wars dressing. Oh, okay, yeah. Wow, that sounds awesome. And that's the first I ever saw of this thing called Star Wars, and I had no idea what it was. Well, that's so amazing that you get to have those experiences. And yeah. So obviously, um, today, I mean, how much how much can people pay for your autograph today? Well, they they seem happy to pay twenty quid. Yeah, yeah, excellent. That's, yes, I wonder. And are you happy to personalise it to them? Yeah, whatever it? they like. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, th you know, the biggest thing in Star Wars is the fan, mm. because without them, there's no more Star Wars. Yeah. So I think we kind of owe them a lot. Mm. You know, whatever yeah. they want. Yeah. Yeah. Do you help pay my mortgage? <laughs> That's fantastic, yeah. They do, don't they? <coughs> oh, sorry, yeah. So obviously I just wanted to just literally a quick chat with you on camera today. We're obviously using this for YouTube and to advertise the event and that. And just thank you so much for talking to me, Ken. Well, thank I really you. really appreciate it. Like, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend here. Nice to be back in the saddle. <laughs> Excellent. I'm glad to hear that. Hello everybody, my name is Ben Robbins and I'm from the Lost World of Movie Props. I'm here today with Pennywise. How are you doing, Penny? You enjoying Sussex Comic Con? Uh, eating any children today? Oh, okay, I'll, I'll have your balloon. That's not a good sign, is it? Do, do you want your balloon back? Hello everybody, my name's Ben Robbins from the Lost World of Movie Props and I'm here today with Trevor Butterfield. How are you doing, Trevor? I'm fine, thank you. Yep. So, Trevor, you've been in Star Wars, Harry Potter, Mission Impossible, Indiana Jones as well. So, um, tell us what it's like to be in Star Wars and who your character was and your role in Star Wars. Well, uh, at the time, I'm going back, what, 40 odd years now. Um, to me, at the time, it was just a job. Yeah. The agency said there's a film being made in EMI Studios at Bournemouth. 
um, you've got to go for a fitting and uh, an interview and that's what I did um, didn't, I, had, I hadn't seen the first Star Wars film um, but this was for Empire Strikes okay. Back and I went up there and uh, yeah uh, saw the director and he said yeah I want you to be an Imperial officer and to be within a scene with uh, Darth Vader, Dave Prowse. So, yeah, that's what it is. That's what it was, basically, yeah. Oh, wow. So you, you didn't even know the success of the first film? Or you uh, I it, knew it? the success, but uh, not being a sort of a Sky-Fi fan, I didn't really take much notice of it. But um, uh, once I'd sort of been on Empire, then I sort of thought, hang on a minute, uh, this yeah. is the second film, and uh, I went then to see the, the, the original one, the yeah. first one. So, and then... Yeah, um, and then especially when I worked on Jedi, that was even more so, uh, more interested in the sagas. So yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I, I got I quite like the end results of the of the three films. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Star Wars is still such a big part of your life now. I mean, you're just surprised that it's still such a big part of your life. I'm today. very surprised because at the time, um, no one would envisage that there would be conventions in the way they are. I mean, uh, we just treated it as a job. Yeah. Um, fun job, yeah. Um, it was about, I suppose on Jedi, there was about 12, 12 of uh, the background artists who always put a different costume on if your face wasn't seen. So, I mean, it was like a little sort of club, uh, you know, and, and it's nice to do the conventions all these years later and meet up with the people we, we used to work yeah. uh, with. And, uh, yeah, so I would never have thought it was gone the way it has done. Yeah. So um, did you always want to be a, an actor growing up, or was it a role you fell into in life? It's something I fell into. Yeah. Uh, a friend of mine introduced me to uh, the uh, central casting, which gave out uh, work for my background artists, and I had some spare time on my hands, so I decided to uh, do a bit of film work. Yeah. And I sort of started getting so much work that I had to sort of finish my full-time job as an engineer. And I went that way, and uh, once I got into it, um, and seeing the other aspects of filmmaking, yeah. I got interested into special effects, which after uh, Jedi, that's where I went. I okay, went into brilliant. special effects after that. So, so what kind of special effects did you, did it's you mechanical do? Effects. Mechanical effects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, this was before CGI. This yeah, is, yeah. This is going back to 1982. <laughs> um, CGI, I mean, was never heard of, obviously. No. So. Uh, um, Yes, mechanical effects, really. Mm. Yeah. So, talk us through a little bit of mechanical effects, how how that works, and what you did. Well, depending on on, on whichever film. Yeah. Um, I mean, my my forte was hydraulics and pneumatics because I used to work in the uh, the aircraft industry. Okay. And to do sort of a. For example, a, a boat, you know, you might have a, a, a large ship or something. Yeah. You might just have the deck. Well, it's all got to move as if it's on the water. So yeah. you've got all these hydraulic rams uh, making the movements. Yeah. And, and we will control it by, um, well, by a hand-held <laughs> device. Which yeah. I don't really want to go into it. It's take all day. But, yeah, I mean, I was basically brought in uh, to special effects to start doing... Uh, hydraulic work yeah. and then I uh, got involved in other uh, um, uh, sort of well I, saw, I suppose it, 
there's no apprenticeship for special effects. You have to learn as you go along. And I ended up sort of bit well, I'm still in it, so yeah. 40 years later. Yeah. So, um, what was it like being on the set of Indiana Jones? Because um, you worked with Harrison Ford, obviously in Indiana Jones and Star yes, Wars. What's yes. it like to work around him and see him in action? Yeah, well, I worked on the first one, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, um, as a German soldier. And that's when I first met Harrison. Well, I, I'd already met him on uh, Empire. Yeah. And then um, I went on to special effects and worked on Last Crusade. And I was involved in the tank. Yeah. We built the, the full-size tank. And he was involved in that, obviously, with the fight scene with Sean, uh, with the Germans and Sean Connery. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, uh, a nice guy. Yeah. yeah. No, nice, yeah. Nice to work with. Um, demanding, you know. He, yeah. So, yeah. But, no, very nice guy, yeah. So, um, how are you feeling being back at a convention? I mean, the country's back open a bit more. I mean, are you happy meeting the fans today? Well, it's good, yeah. I mean, that's what it's all about when you go to conventions, is meeting the fans yeah. and the people that you've worked with yeah. in the past. Um, because that's the only time you sort of meet up at these uh, conventions and, you know, you have a chat and reminisce. So, yeah, yeah it's oh, quite, quite nice. Yeah. And, and you've been quite happy with people coming up to a table and taking pictures with them? And yeah, no problem. Yeah. No yeah. problem, because, I mean, it's, it's, it's good for them. They enjoy it and, uh, you know, they, they've put themselves about yeah. to come here and obviously pay for an autograph. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. So, yes, I mean, you, you've got to sort of uh, participate and... Mm. And, and make the people happy, you know. Yeah. I mean, some, some people have travelled a long way. Yeah, cool. That's wonderful, Trevor. I don't want to take up too much of your okay. time today. Just a That's quick fine. little chat, because obviously yeah. I want to let you go back to your table and meet the fans. But okay. Thank yeah. you so much for talking to yeah. me. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thanks very much. Okay, all the best. Hello, everybody. My name's Ben Robbins. I'm from the Lost World of Movie Props. I'm here today with Paul Weston. How are you doing, Paul? I'm fine, thank you very much. Yes, How's enjoying the show. Excellent. How's it feel to be back at Comic-Con? It's amazing, isn't it? I mean, yeah. just to see old friends and uh, get back to, to getting into uh, the, the, com the, the, the syndicate again Yeah. Uh, and seeing old mates. Yeah, it's really yeah, good. Wonderful. How do you feel meeting the fans again? Are you happy to yeah, do pictures? Yeah, it, it really is, because they bring it all back, it, all the memories and uh, just telling the story. Is, yeah. is really good. I oh, really wonderful. enjoy it. So um, you're in Star Wars, but you had quite a, a nasty injury in Star Wars. Can you, you tell us about that? Yeah, I was um, playing Vadeen, the, the skip pilot, and I had a fight with uh, Billy D. Williams. And during the explosion, we we're supposed to be both of us fall off. So we, we had um, Julius Lafleur, who was uh, Billy D. Williams' stunt double. Yeah. Um, and he had a harness on with a cable. And I was supposed to just hang on to him, but in the explosion, he's on the cable next to the uh, skiff, and then I hang on to him and then fall 12 feet and roll down into the Sarlacc pit. Yeah. What actually happened, the explosion went off and everything went in slow motion. I felt the jerk in his body and I thought that shouldn't have happened. <laughs> Suddenly he reached out and grabbed the cable that cut through his hand. Yep. Uh, and we both went off into space. Oh, blind. And now he's falling on top of me um, and we're falling 15, 18 feet. And it broke my leg mm. and they tumbled into the um, Sarlacc pit. And as we was tumbling in, I thought I'd broken my leg. Um, if I can see my foot and it's facing upwards, that's one bone. If it's facing down, it's yeah. two bones. That's bad. And I threw him off and I threw my leg up and uh, my toes were pointing upwards. Oh, I thought, wonderful. oh, that's good. <laughs> Just one bone. Yeah. 
So, because um, you do a lot of stunt work. So yes, uh, yeah. You were in 007, wasn't you the man that was on fire? Yes, yeah, right? on uh, Licence to Kill. Yeah. But I've done about eight, nine bonds yeah. as coordinator and as uh, actor, yeah. stuntman. Yeah. So, yeah, I've done a lot. So, uh, what's it like to be set on fire? I mean, what's the process of that and what's it feel like? Uh, it's it's a bit um, uh, hairy because, you, you know, fire is the worst yeah. um, situation. You can't run away from fire. You have to rehearse, make sure everyone knows what you're doing, yeah. especially on a full burn like I did on that one. I was the coordinator. I wasn't going to do it, but I had a guy who was going to do it. But the day before the shot, he said that he had, um, if he left that night, he could get two months' work on another movie. Yeah. I said, okay, you go. I'll leave your equipment. I'll do it myself. Uh, so that's why I did it. Yeah. But yeah, it was. Um, I had three minutes of air <clears throat> on a little bottle, and just before the end of it, I ran out of air. So I'm <laughs> on fire and can't breathe. So I <clears throat> fell down and uh, yeah. they put me out. But uh, yeah, it was a bit hairy. Nice. So um, out of all the stunts that you've done over the years, what would you say was your most favourite one to have done? Uh, favourite one uh, was to fall into the top of an ambulance uh, for a, a Swedish movie. Mm. But um, uh, <clears throat> it was... It wasn't like an English ambulance. It yeah. turned out to be like a, 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 a Mercedes long wheelbase car. Yeah. And that was very narrow. It was only six foot, probably six foot six by two foot six. Yeah. And I was coming from about third or fourth story. So I just made it. Yeah. Uh, and that was, I would never do it again. It was so stupid, but um, I got away with it. I judged it just right. But um, it's a thing, you know, they're nice to have done and yeah. you don't want to do them again. No. <laughs> but yeah, jumping over the pipe on the Octopussy or the most dangerous was ducking under the bridge. Mm. I left it really late and I could feel the bridge just touch the top of my head. Yeah. So um, that was stupid, but yeah. it was a good shot. It looked good though. Yeah. Because um, you're in the new Stuntman film that was just released. You featured in that? Yes, yeah. yeah. And um, it's called uh, Hollywood Bulli uh, Bulldogs. Yeah. And it's, um, yeah, it was about our, it must have been a half a dozen of us uh, older um, stunt men and coordinators yeah. um, who started really, we, we put together the, um, the, the stunt world uh, in terms of being safe and, and being insured. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, we got the stunt ready together yeah I mean I've got such a respect for stuntmen and women because um, mm. I work in the wrestling business so yeah. I see what people put their bodies through so yeah. it's tremendous yeah. that like, we have people like you that come onto films and, and do what you do it's amazing yeah, yeah. thank you very much oh. um, oh, one last question are you still acting doing stunts or are you yes. retired now yes no I'm still doing a bit I was working doubling for uh, Michael Keaton on the, the Flash about a month ago oh wow uh, in London so yeah it was very good oh excellent it. I'm glad to hear that you're still out there thank you very yeah. much thank you so much for talking to Thank me. you. Brilliant. Cheers. Bye. Hello, everybody. My name's Ben Robbins, and I'm from the Lost World of Movie Props, and I'm here with the beautiful Pam Rose. How are you doing, Pam? Good afternoon. afternoon. I'm very well, thank you. It's been quite a good show, actually. It's been very good. Nice for me to catch up with everybody. Yeah. It's been such a long time, nearly two years. Mm. I've missed everybody. Yeah. So, um, obviously, I was going to ask, like, what was it like to be back at a convention meeting the fans like, as well? It's good. Yeah. yeah. Especially Adrian. He's come all the way down from up north yeah. to see me, and... <laughs> Especially done his beard. Oh, has he? <laughs> Cheeky man. <anyway. laughs> so, um, are you quite happy meeting the fans, doing pictures with them? Is the social distancing thing been all okay? 
I've given up on the social distancing. You know, if I go shopping, maybe. But here, the fans come, want to have a picture with you. They yeah. don't want to have a picture of a mask. No, you know, no. so, yeah. you know, just be cautious. Yeah. thing is, going mad. By making everybody wear a mask, nobody's going to have any resistance. No. It's like the flu. You meet somebody, you catch the flu off them, then you're over it. Yeah. But this, you know, you've got no resistance to anything. No. And you're not getting fresh air in yourself. No. You're getting your own air recycled. Yeah. That's what it's for me. So, no, I'm not bothered. No, you're not bothered. Uh, That's wonderful. No. And I bought all funny masks as well. So oh, excellent. I'll come and look at those. <laughs> just to make people laugh. You oh, know. excellent. Yeah. And the kids, they like them. Yeah, because you're very active, aren't you? I mean, on social media and at, <laughs> and at the events as well. You're jumping up, meeting everyone, running around all day. Yes. Yeah. I like... I like to interact yeah. and I love the kids and they like me mm. I don't know why I used to do chaperoning for films as well yeah. and maybe I've got a kid's mentality you know, my friend is a great grandmother mm. but the way that she deals with them is completely different to me yeah. because I'll get on the floor and play with them and she said, no, they've got to do it properly because they've got to learn. They're three and five years old. Yeah. What? I said, I'm going to leave you to it. I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, it's been hard. I haven't done show for 22 months. Yeah. So it's, I missed everybody. Yeah, it's been a nice breath of fresh air today. Yeah. 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 So um, you were in the first Star Wars film. You yes. played an alien woman. What was a, a normal day on the set for you, like, as an alien woman? The makeup took two hours in the morning to put on, so I was one of the first in the studios about five. Yeah. And after we finished, it used to take an hour to take off because they used the dome every day, but they had to put fresh skin, fresh hair. Yeah. And I got a bit fed up at the end because where they stick it on your neck and your hair, you know, and they pull it off every day. And you're just, <laughs> no. <laughs> like being waxed every day, it? you know. Yeah, so... But, I don't know. Is this children friendly? It is going to be children friendly. I okay, I won't friendly. say what they used to call me. Don't they? <laughs> <laughs> no, and, um, it was at Easter time, so one of them was Egghead. The yeah. other one was a very personal lady. I think I've heard that one. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I know which one you're on about. We'll, we'll use that next time. Yeah. See, yeah, yeah. So um, obviously, because um, you were a model to begin with as well, how did the modelling career come about? I think I went to modelling school after I left college. Yeah. But unfortunately, I got pregnant, mm. and that sort of put paid to modelling. Yeah. And after that, I went back to the casino, and then when I went to Brighton to work in yeah. 1968, they were making a oh, what a lovely war. Mm. So. My boyfriend at the time used to work at Pinewood. Yeah. So he said, let's go and see if we know anybody on the set. So off we go. They signed us up as temporary members. Oh, wonderful. And at the end of three months, they asked me if I would become a full-time member. <laughs> so that was the start. We like Battle of Britain and yeah. Looking Glass War and da 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 yeah. Off it spirals. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's wonderful. Because um, another thing which is brilliant as well that I see that you post on Facebook, you have your own action figure out as well. What's yeah. it like having your own action figure? They never told me. They never told you? No. Nice. 
I think um, somebody in France who was a friend early days on Facebook, he said, I've just bought your action figure. Where'd you get that? Yeah. London. I lived in Fulham and that was yeah. in the West End. Went to Forbidden Planet. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Wow. Oh. And I said to them, any you get in, I will buy off you. Yeah. But they might get a box of 50. There might be none or one or 10. You yeah. know, there was random whatever. Yeah. And somebody told me today, they've seen them on eBay, £180 each. Yeah. I've, I've seen them going her, horrendous prices. I, I've managed to get a couple myself now. Have you? Yes, yeah, so I tracked Are them you going to bring them? I'm going to bring them with me. But um, yeah, they did cost a little bit. I'm not going to lie, they were a pretty penny. Yeah, but as I said, they never even told me. Because when we were filming, if we were extras, we used to sign our life away every night. Yeah. You know, so we had no rights at all. They could do what they liked with us. So, yeah. you know, I had three names. Yeah. Some, some of the actors or special people never got a name. Yeah. So I was quite honoured, really. Yeah. So, um, yes. And I just give Adrian. I got one. Of, I had three Funko Pops made. Yeah. And I just gave him one of mine today. Oh, nice. Yeah, I saw your Funko Pops as well. Yeah. They look really interesting. Yeah, I, just, I had two Star Wars, one space. So I've just given him one. Yeah, it's a gift. Because so. um, another thing with your character as well, you didn't really have a name, but you managed to get a name with your character. No, on set I was Weird Girl. Weird Girl, that was it. Yeah, and then after that. Don't ask me when or how or why. It went to Lisa Sirin. Yeah. And when the action figure came out in 2009, they misspelled it to Serlin. Serlin, yeah. The second I was made into an L. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, so... Oh, that's brilliant. Maybe the Chinese didn't read it properly. <laughs> <laughs> so, but... Uh, it's quite... Uh, what should I say? A shop. A shop, yeah. 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 If you do a job, hmm. 45 years later, yeah. you become famous for five days. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. The fans are really, really wanting to meet all the other members of Star Wars now. It's not so much the main ones, but they're just so invested. I mean, are you still surprised that Star Wars is such a big part of your life now? Yes. Yeah. In a word. Yeah. You know, because I never wanted to be an actress. Mm. I didn't mind doing small parts and this, that, and the other, but my main financial came from the casino. Yeah. Because mortgages, single woman, da 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 da. And uh, the girl did good. Yeah, you did very good. Like. Not like the old bird I <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so thank you so much for talking to me, Pam. It was just a very welcome. quick tour. We just want to get you on camera. And I'll see you in two weeks. I'll see you in two weeks, yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye. Bye.